0: Please open up to Romans chapter 15. Well, it's been a while, but this is the, the last communion meditation in a series on a trilogy of blessings at the end of uh, the book of Romans. Um, it's been a couple months, so I'll just review quickly. First, uh, the first week, we learned and we were refreshed in the fact that God is a God of patience and of comfort, and therefore He allows us to, to have patience with others and to share comfort with others. Second time, uh, we learned that the God of hope helps us through His Spirit to have real and lasting hope. And today we come to the final part of of this trilogy, we're going to speak about the God of peace. Romans 15, verses 5 and 6, Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 13, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then our focus for today is uh, verse 33, now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, before we come to your table, we want to reflect upon your character and your relationship to us. Revive us by your truth this morning. Give us a deep and accurate sense of who you are and who we are in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, our objective today is to understand the blessing of the God of peace being with us. Now, this may be something that you, if you're like me, just sort of allowed to, to whiz by you. May the God of peace be with you. It sort of just rolls off of our tongue. We, we just kind of go right by it. But this is actually a very weighty and powerful and thrilling thing to contemplate, and I think we'll see that today. Two points today. First, God of peace means that God has this quality within Himself. He has peace. He's the origin of it. Now, as we'll see, that peace may not be exactly what we think about in day to day. Secondly, He grants His peace to His people. This is what it means when Paul says, the the God of peace be with you. So, those are two points today. First, the God of peace means that God has this quality within Himself. Let's read the the verse again. Now, the God of peace be with you all. One commentator pointed out that this grace is an essential part of His divine nature. Since He is sinless, there is no conflict within Himself. Not so with us. We, we are sinful. We have an internal conflict. We also have external conflict James tells us that it's our sinful lust that cause external conflict. But not so with God. James 1:17 Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. And I would add that God is a god of peace because he really doesn't have any conflict essentially. Nobody can really compete with Him. Daniel 4:35, All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to His will in the army in heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain His hand or say to you, what have you done? To put it plainly, God has peace. He is the God of peace because He has no competition. Now, You, if you're like me, you may have thought about peace as being the absence of conflict. And let me just give an example this morning. Would you say that we are at peace with the South American country of Paraguay? I mean, any problems with the country of Paraguay? Does anybody here personally have a problem with the country of Paraguay this morning? Probably not. I mean, let's set aside the, 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 the concept that, that they do see things differently and the concept of whether or not we should have relations with non-Christian nations. But just, just in, the, in the common pedestrian sense, are we at peace with Paraguay? We would say, yes, we are. We're at passively peace with them. But, but God cannot be passively at peace with anyone. And nobody can be passively at peace with God. A man once told me after I presented the gospel to him, he said, I've got no problem with Jesus. I've got nothing against Him. And at first I thought that was pretty good. And then I remembered the Bible and said, no, that's not good. Um, You have to be for Christ. Now, you may be thinking, didn't Jesus say that as long as you're not with me, you're against me? Isn't there something in the Scripture about that? It's Luke 9.50. But Jesus said to him, Do not forbid him, for he who is not against us is on our side. Okay? You may remember that verse. Here's the context of that verse. We don't have time to turn there. His apostles were coming to Him and saying, other people are casting out demons in your name. What should we do? And Jesus said, do not forbid him, for he who is not against us is on our side. See, Jesus knew that those were actually believers doing things in the power of His name. That verse actually points to the fact that there is no neutrality. Either you're with Christ or you're against Him. The peace of God means either you're with God or you're against Him. And it's very clear in Matthew 12, 30. Jesus said, He who is not with me is against me. So, you can have no Passive peace with God, and God can have no passive peace with us. His righteous requirements are on everybody, and He is actually bound by His Word to judge everybody. So there's no passive peace with God. Now, secondly, the second point, the God of peace gives His peace to His people. Look at the last five words of this verse. Be with you all. Amen. Amen. Now, again, we need to think about this saying, that the, the God of peace be with you all, is more than just something that just rolls off of our tongue. Actually, it's a quite dangerous thing to say. See, God is not happy when you pronounce peace when there actually is none. Jeremiah 6.14 says this, They have also healed the hurt of my people slightly, which means superficially, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. God is not happy with just a proclamation of peace if there's not actual peace. So how do we have real peace? Well, Paul's given it to us in this chapter, actually, or in this, in this book. Romans 5.1, after Paul has given four chapters of how to come to salvation, he sums it up in this, Romans 5.1, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then later on in verse 8 we read, in fact, let's go ahead and turn there. Turn, turn to Romans 8 uh, verse 6. This is about how to get real peace. It's demonstrated in this way, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You see, Paul or any other prophet has no right to pronounce peace upon a people without an application of the gospel, an ex- explanation of the gospel of repentance and faith that is required for every single person. Paul has done that in Romans, and therefore he can easily and accurately and without fear say, The peace of God be on you. He's explained the peace. He's given how to have the peace. Well, now that we know that um, that God is a God of peace because of His qualities and God gives His peace to His people, let's look for some application, and we can actually find that within the book of Romans itself. So turn with me to chapter 16, verse 20. Chapter 16, verse 20. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. How's that for peace? That's not what we think about as peace. The God of peace will crush Satan. And it's going to be done how? It's going to be done under the feet of the church, under your feet shortly. How can this be done how can the God of peace crush Satan through his church? He can do it because the God of peace is with us. Well, as we come to the Lord's table, I, I hope you will consider how God has graciously taken his qualities, the patience, the comfort, the hope, and now the God of peace, and he's given it to us. I hope you'll bask in these qualities and, and and really cherish the blessings that come to us in this trilogy of blessings at the end of Romans. I hope, hope you've enjoyed it. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we are so thankful that You are the God of patience and the God of comfort, the God of hope, and the God of peace. We as Your people are undeserving of such things for ourselves. But your grace is greater than all our sin. Help us to delight in these blessings. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.